Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe. And this week, I am joined by Danelle. So it's just Danelle and I, which is awesome for both this episode and our Friday episode, which is covering Trent Reznor. And I want to say, I asked for feedback to get favorite songs and favorite albums and favorite scores from Trent. And because of it, and I'll give shout outs on our Friday episode, but we got quite a few and quite a few, just a varying list, like a wide variety. And I really loved that because I think it just shows what an incredible discography um, Trent Reznor has. And of course, Nine Inch Nails has, but also just Trent Reznor's work as an artist overall. So I just thought that was great. And I'm going to share a couple of things of like, why certain songs are important to people too. But I'm just giving an early shout out to that because that made me very happy, uh, really made me happy. So, and I always love when we do music stuff and I know that everybody else does. And I want to let everybody know if you, if there are any artists you'd like us to potentially, I can't guarantee, but you'd like us to potentially cover in the future, please let us know. We do have an ongoing list right now and I've put it out there for for our panelists to send me suggestions. This list has over 143 artists on there right now. So so I don't know. We could do a whole other podcast and I don't have the time for that. If I did, I would definitely do it. But And I'll probably do a poll for next year because next year we're going to do just a whole month dedicated to music. And I'll do like a poll for one of those episodes to choose between some artists so that it the listeners can be involved. But before we get to Trent Reznor on Friday, we are going to do some pop culture and fandom news. And first, Danelle, I just want to know what is one thing you are into right now? Yeah. Hey, Erin. I'm glad to be here with you. And I'm excited about our Trent Reznor episode as well. (laughs) So what am I into right now? So I've been watching Blood Diamond, or not Blood Diamonds, um, Rough Diamonds on Netflix. Um, And it's a really interesting European like short series um, about the diamond district in Antwerp and the um, Hasidic Jewish community um, and just kind of mystery, little um, espionage type stuff going on. It's kind of fun, well acted. There's a few things I would probably, you know, change, but for the most part, it's really well done and it's kind of something different. So 
I find it to be really interesting and I'm enjoying that. And I've also been reading, um, a lot of people are familiar with Little Fires Everywhere, that show on Hulu. The same mm -hmm. author, Celeste, and I, I hope I'm not mispronouncing it, but I believe it's Ng, Ng. Um, last name is spelled N-G. So Celeste wrote a book called Our Missing Hearts, and I'm loving it. It's kind of a dystopian novel. Kind of a little scary because it's kind of a lot like what's going on right now in the world. So, but it's it's really really brilliantly written and very interesting. So I highly recommend it. It's called Our Missing Hearts. I'm about halfway through that. Awesome. And I haven't heard of that show. Yeah, so. I found it kind of just by messing around, looking for something to watch. So yeah, it's good. So I recommend checking it out if you're into something a little bit different. And it's fascinating to look at a different culture that I'm not familiar with and how they operate. And also just how, you know, something like the diamond market and European life that we're so kind of far away from <laughs> here and don't know a lot about. So, and I, I feel like I need to watch more European or foreign film and stuff just to kind of see what's out there as opposed to just watching American-based films all the time. Yeah, I think we all need to watch other <laughs> countries' films, <laughs> American films, um, you know, sub and also subtitled films. Subtitles are not scary, people. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, like Netflix does a great job with it, so you can understand it. That's the nice thing, because it is partially in English and partially, I believe, in French and Flemish. So because the Belgium have like a different uh, dialect of French. So hmm. I know enough French. I was like, oh, they are speaking French. But like, it's a dialect that I'm not familiar with. So. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, um, what I'm into movie wise is on HBO Max. There is a new documentary about Rock Hudson called Rock Hudson, All That Heaven Allows. And, it, you know, Rock Hudson you know, he was a famous actor, but he's also known for the fact that he did pass away from AIDS. He died from AIDS complications. And he was a very well-known closeted gay man in Hollywood. And this documentary talks about that, um, talks to his some of his former lovers, some of his friends, and talks a lot about the, you know, how hard it was in that time and how, you know, it was illegal, honestly, for a lot of stuff and how dangerous it was to be a gay man back then. And especially if you were in an industry like Hollywood, where your name would be plastered everywhere. And there were rumors about him forever, for decades. Um, and it also talks about, you know, the Hollywood system was very, was very different back then. And you were basically owned by a studio. You lived on the studio lot. They had houses there. They bought you groceries. They bought you all sorts of stuff, but you were basically their product. So they had a big control and say over your life. And it talks about that too, talks about his agent manager who was well known for using the casting couch with actors, with male actors. Um, and if you didn't watch the the show, we 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 do not like we did not like this show. We covered it last year, Hollywood, the Ryan Murphy show. But they have a character in there that's played by um, how in the heck am I forgetting his name from um, 
from the Big Bang Theory, the main, the main, one of the main guys. Oh, uh, Jim Parsons. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, Jim Parsons plays that that sleazy, slimy guy, and then can't remember the actor that plays Rock Hudson in Hall in that show Hollywood, which is a fictionalized version that kind of says, "Well, what if Hollywood wasn't homophobic and racist back then?" But go listen to our episode because we have heavy critiques of that show. But anyway, it's just a really interesting documentary, especially right now. Right now is a very, very scary time. If you don't know, the Supreme Court is slowly taking away a lot of rights. And if you don't think, if you are a white person, white cisgendered straight person, and you're a white woman, and you don't think that the Supreme Court is going to be coming for you or is already coming for you, wake up. I know you're comfortable living under with the with the benefits you have under white supremacy, but they are coming for you because remember with what they ruled with affirmative action, the group that benefits the most from affirmative action is white women. So just remember that. I know that's that kind of was like I just kind of instantly went to that, but I just wanted to say that because I do think watching this documentary and watching how uh, people had to live in the closet for fear of their lives, their jobs, their livelihoods, everything like that. And people can watch that and go, oh, man, I'm so glad we're not back there. The Supreme Court is trying to take us back there. So please, 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 please speak out and, and vote and talk to people, tell people, say something, use your voice. If you have a platform, use that. Don't ask other people to do the labor for you, in particular Black women, but do not ask people to do the labor for you. So yes. So I wanted to use that also to just drive that point home because <laughs> it's a terrifying time right now. I'm really, it is. really scared, really it scared. Is. And we should all be terrified. We should have been terrified for years, but we should really be terrified right now because- Yeah, we're already there. I mean, we're already there. They're already yeah. taking away rights. They're already- they're already targeting they've this has been planned for decades oh, and yeah. here we are now in the execution of it and if we don't wake up and start taking to the streets and start voting out these people and taking back control yeah we're in for a scary scary ride and so yeah i highly agree i'm glad you brought it up because i was thinking the same thing it was on my mind this morning when i heard about the supreme court ruling I mean, now you can cherry pick who you provide services for. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. I certainly can't deny speaking to a client who's homophobic and racist. So in my job, my day job, so I, it doesn't matter what their political affiliation is or what they do. You know, I'm there to do my job and nurses and doctors. And I don't care if you're a cake decorator, you know, just make the freaking cake. Like, get over yourself. It has mm -hmm. no state was you know it has no being on who you are as a person or your beliefs you know if you're going to provide a service then provide the service or don't shut your doors yeah and i want to stress and um and i'll try and find like the article to put in um the show notes but i want to stress with the case with the woman from colorado and her website that that was not an actual person that had asked her to design that website. This was like basically like a um, like a what if scenario. It was a scenario. This actually, I don't think people realize this, and that's why this is even scarier. So before she hadn't even really even designed any websites at that point. 
So it's basically like a precursor saying she's just guaranteeing, you know, well, I don't have to serve anyone in the LGBTQIA plus community. And I want to, I want to stress, I, I, people keep making the argument of, well, um, you know, what about like, you know, like people, people on the right and stuff say, well, you know, if you were a Jewish baker, you wouldn't want to do a Nazi thing. And it kind of bugs me when bugs me when they use that comparison in a way because what it's basically saying is like people in the LGBTQIA plus community are in that same kind of realm as Nazis and that they're dangerous and they aren't. So it's like it's it's a straw man argument too. It makes no sense. It's stupid. It's dumb, and it's used to try and get away with it. And if you think this this is just the first step, next is going to be I don't want to make a cup. I don't want to make a cake for an interracial couple. I don't want to. You know that's what's going to lead to. It's not. This is not just one little area, and this is all because of um, people using their religion as a way to as a scapegoat for their bigotry and their hatred and it's dangerous this is a very dangerous we are very we could head into fascism very easily in this country you know our democracy is very 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 fragile and stuff like this is just eating chipping away at that and yeah so yeah on a happy note um, they did protect Iqwa. So now that at least Iqwa was protected, and I'm very, very glad, which is the um, the Indian Child Welfare Act that did stand. And so at least one bright spot because they're coming for they're coming for marginalized communities on all fronts. Like this oh, isn't yeah. just I mean, the LGBTQIA plus community is being targeted at the heaviest right now, but they're coming on all fronts. They're coming for disabled people. They're coming for women's rights. They're coming for indigenous rights. They're like, it's, it's all over. So just, we have to be aware of that because if there's nobody else to stand up for you, you're going down. So like, there's that whole saying, right? They came for so-and-so and and I stood by, they came for the next group and I stood by and then there was nobody left to stand for me. And so we have to remember that. So anyway, I just wanted to give a positive thing out there because at least that happened. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And then, I mean, there could be, yeah, I just want to make sure people do realize how dangerous. And of course, you know, also the student loan thing and which is another just, you know, what drives me nuts is I'm like, people are like, well, I suffered. So you have to suffer too. Why do you want the next generation to suffer like you did? Why don't you want things to get better for people? I will never understand that concept. Once again, please go watch the fantastic documentary, Americon. You can go listen to our interview with the director, Sean Claffey. We talk about that, how we should be not, we should be concerned not just for, I mean, I don't have children, but not just for our children, but for the world's children. And so why not try and make the world easier? Why do, why do you have, why is it like, I struggled, so you must struggle. That, that whole mentality is so fucked up, but it is so typical American. And I know it, happens stuff like this happens in other countries but it's just such a typical american united states i should say mindset of you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps nobody wants to help anybody 
it's part of the disease of capitalism. And so it's just, it's just so gross to me where it's like, I would prefer that other generations don't have to suffer through things maybe I had or other people, you know, I, um, you know, in the realm of like mental illness, since I have a mental illness, I would rather have upcoming generations not have to deal with like getting that diagnosis and forever when you're applying for a job going, should I check that I have a disability or not? Are they going to not want to hire me? Should I do that? When do I tell somebody that I have a mental illness? Is it safe to tell this person, that person, that kind of thing. So I want it to be easier for other people. And so I think we should all want that. I really, really hope that somehow and I think it's happening. Um, we talked about that when I interviewed the director of Americon, that he actually has a lot of hope because people seem to be speaking out a lot more. There are so many more strikes. There are so many more things like that, because I think with the pandemic, people really woke a lot of people up to a lot of things that were going on in, in this country. So. And, and you know, I want to make sure everybody knows, if you haven't listened to an episode on here before, then then maybe you don't know this, or maybe if you've listened to just one, I I do not shy away from talking politics on here or for talking about stuff like this. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry to say too bad, because <laughs> even though I don't have the biggest, biggest platform, I still have a platform and I'm, and this, and our podcast reaches around the globe. So I feel it is my duty and my responsibility to speak out about this stuff and to use my little platform, however small it is or however big it gets, to say something. I kind of think of it as a responsibility. So if you're new here, that's why I went from Rock Hudson to the big politics here. But, <laughs> but it's important. That's okay. <laughs> we, we made the connection. We're there. <laughs> but it's important. So It is. It's important to talk about these things, you know, I think part of the problem with our country is that we grew up hearing, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion. And here we are, because we don't know how to have conversations about it, whether we agree or disagree, you know, and being able to speak with somebody who disagrees with you about these things is important. And being able to have a an intelligent, thoughtful discussion rather than just, you know, you suck, I hate you. <laughs> like. That seems to be what we've kind of de-evolved to in this country, depending on what part of the spectrum, I guess, we are on. But, you know, I'm also very firmly, I believe in, in having those conversations, but I also firmly believe that it's not about, like, there's certain things that we can disagree on, and I'm fine with it. But when it comes to, you know, taking away rights from marginalized communities, there is no conversation. Like, I'm, I'm not, I, I oh, won't, no. yeah, the, the, I'm done at that point. And I, th I think um, we have to set some firm boundaries around that too. You know, like we can't be taken away, stripping people of their rights, stripping people of their, their dignity and their personhood. You know, I think that's what's scary to me is I hear these, these so-called political leaders um, in some states talking about trans people like they're less than human. And that mm -hmm. is disgusting to me. Um, and how we can even allow people in elected to a public office speak that way, that should just immediately disqualify you. Like, you're just done at that point. Like, it's not, it should be completely unacceptable behavior. 
So I think we need to get to that point again. I mean, I kind of miss the days when, you know, we kind of run people's political careers for saying, you know, spelling potato wrong or whatever it was that what's his toes did way back in the 90s. It was potato. Yes. Yeah, it was potato. I mean, he literally lost his political career for that because it was considered, you know, like he wasn't smart enough. And then look at what we ended up with, you know, the last six years in 2016. I don't even want to go there, but like we kind of went from that to that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, but we've had, I want to say, but we've had, of course, horrible leaders that started this that we wouldn't have had who we had. We wouldn't have had Trump if we hadn't had Reagan. We, uh, you know, Nixon, anything true. like that, we Very wouldn't true. have Trump. So it's like, and yeah. and also a lot of people saying, well, we don't have racism anymore because Obama was elected. A lot of the reason people were wanting to support Trump is a racist backlash to they didn't like that we had a black man in the White House. So, and I mean, the vitriol that is still, and yes, Obama wasn't perfect at all. Obama was way too capitalist for my taste. I mean, he was way too much into capitalism and there are quite a few things he did that I don't agree with. However, the vitriol that he received over certain things, which is all all stems from racism and white supremacy and the vitriol that he still receives and that his wife still receives and his children is so vile and disgusting. And yeah, so, so yeah, so you definitely, um, I think having the conversations are good. And I think when you, when I think that whole topic of let's not talk about politics or religion at the dinner table with family members that disagree with us, there is a lot of privilege in that statement because some people don't have the privilege to not be in those conversations. So there's also that privilege. But I do agree. If you, if you, there's difference of opinions, like, um, you know, like, I like this color, you like that color, I, this sports team, that sports team. There's differences in opinions. But if your opinion involves taking away rights from people and endangering their lives, then I don't care about, then your opinion is racism, your opinion is homophobia, your opinion is transphobia, your opinion, all of that. And so to me, I don't give a crap what you have to say because you are what is endangering this country. So I'm not going to sit down there and want to hear your thoughts and go, oh, yes, let's hear what you have to say. So like you were saying, if if your quote unquote opinions are endangering my life and the lives of people that I care and love and just people in general, then uh, you're not really entitled. <laughs> then, then, then you're a horrible yeah. person. Well, I don't it wanna... comes down to morality. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be down... your friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a political thing. It's a moral issue. Exactly. You know, yeah. When it comes down mm-hmm. to that. And what I find the most ironic is the people who are all for all of these, you know, let's get rid of trans people. Let's get rid of the LGBT community. Let's take away women's rights. You know, all this stuff they claim to be coming from the moral perspective yet they have the they have no morals they have no they have no compassion no love no like empathy like that's that's what kills me so yeah <laughs> i find yeah. it ironic yes yes i i agree i agree 
Okay. Well, thank you so much, Danelle, for going on that little um, journey. But I thought it'd be kind of weird if we didn't mention the Supreme Court <laughs> on this episode. Uh, so, yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, now let's move on here to one thing in pop culture or fandom that you are either excited, upset, etc. about. Um, I'm excited about the new season of The Witcher because I do love me some Henry Cavalli. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. I haven't watched it yet. So um, I'm saving that for a nice little binge day. Um, my birthday is next week, so <laughs> we may have to engage in some of that for some birth- pre-birthday celebration. So, well, I'm happy early birthday. Happy early Thank birthday. You. You're welcome. Yeah, we did cover The Witcher a couple of years ago. Um, and isn't – now, he's not going to be back, though, for another season. Yes. After yeah, this, right? that's true, which I – I'm so mad I about know. that. But that's a whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, apparently – I still don't know what the whole – drama was i've never quite figured that out and it's honestly i could care less really i mean i'm just i'm sad that he's not coming back but yeah i think he just there was other projects and things that took precedence in the direction of it there were some issues around the direction and i'm just sad because i know it was a really big passion project for him and i'm a, I'm a big fan of his not just because he's you know drop dead gorgeous and <laughs> like Oh, what a hunk of man. But, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of man, Aaron, okay? (laughs) He doesn't really do much for me at all, so I'll be honest. But but I understand. understand. Yeah. (laughs) I understand. Anybody who knows this show knows how much I love Keanu, and Keanu's my number one, but Henry's up there. So, um, yeah, he's a lot of man. Oof. But, um yeah he's just he's also incredibly intelligent and he's a big nerd and i love that about him and you know he's into gaming and all of that and he's an animal lover and all the fun stuff about him he just seems like a cool guy so shout out to to henry but yeah i'm excited about the new season i'm bummed i'll give it a shot i'm gonna give it a try it's gonna be hard when the next season comes out because it's not gonna be him but we'll see we'll see what happens well, uh, and go back and listen to our episode if you <laughs> yeah. if you want to. Well, I, I I know I said one thing. I'm going to mention just a couple of things really quickly here. Uh, I do want to say a positive thing. The new season of, yes, I know this is silly, but the new season of Claim to Fame is out. And Claim to Fame is on ABC. I think I watched it on Hulu. And this show is so, so entertaining. It's, if you don't know what this is, it's a reality competition show where people who are relatives of famous people, famous athletes, famous singers, famous actors, et cetera, they all live in this house and they play this game to win some money and people have to try and, you know, they play like little contests and people who lose, they get voted who's going to guess. And so they have to pick one of the contestants and guess who they're related to. And if they guess correctly, then that person's eliminated. If they don't guess correctly, then 
Um, the other person, it reveals who their celebrity matches, the guesser, and then they have to leave. And it's just so damn entertaining. This show should not be as entertaining <laughs> as it is. And yeah. I'm really proud of myself when I'm like, oh, I know exactly who you're related to and I can guess it correctly. Uh, and last year it was on and it was just, it was one of those where um, I was like, oh, what is there to watch? I'll just, I'll check this out, I guess. I needed something mindless. And luckily at that point, there were a few episodes to stream and binged it. And then I was like, dang it, I have to wait a whole week for a new episode. You know, you're, <laughs> you know, in the streaming world now, you're like, no, but it's, it's so much fun. I, I just, if you're looking for something to um, kind of get your mind, take a break from the world, I recommend it. I know it sounds silly, but it is so much fun. And I did watch the uh, premiere episode last night and the person that was eliminated I'm not going to tell you who she is related to but man <laughs> she threw like the biggest fit I have ever seen anyone throw on this show because usually these people are like just like oh well you know da 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 but she was like furious <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't no. know if she was acting or you know but it's 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 entertaining it's entertaining and I and I loved the first season a lot so I recommend that. I'm going to check that out. That does sound like something that's kind of up my alley. Be fun. It's it's fun. It's just it's light, fluffy. It's hosted by uh, two Jonas brothers, by Nick Jonas, and then Nick Jonas's brother, who's not who wasn't in the band. So it's you know so they're playing on the theme too. Sure. But it's 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 entertaining. Um, and then I just also just wanted to mention, and this would have been our main topic, but it I just realized it yesterday. Twitter is probably, Twitter is just getting worse and worse every day. And if you didn't hear, Elon's new thing is um, he has limited the number of tweets you can see in a day. So if you are a verified user, you get like, I think it's like 8,000 or something. And if you're not a verified user, so if, you're not, so if you don't pay him $8 a month, basically, then you only get to see 600 tweets a day. And then after that, you're, you can't use Twitter for the day. So a company that is bleeding and losing money since he took it over has decided to limit the number of people that can see. <laughs> he says it's a it's some kind of, I don't know, it's like something with their systems because, of course, they lost a lot of people that have worked there, a lot of people that engineer, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it's just, I just wanted to say, it's just really ridiculous and sad to me. So, you know, please make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. And I know we're on Hive Social. I've got to start using it. I haven't used it at all. And you can also find us on Discord, but try and follow us there because I have a feeling pretty soon Twitter is just going to be just like you have to pay money or you can't be here. And our tweets aren't seen that much, I know. And I know a lot of other people that don't pay the $8, their tweets aren't seen. So I just wanted to just say, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Elon Musk. Seriously, fuck you. You took a place that I know Twitter had its problems, but you took a place that honestly was where I found so many great people. And honestly, it was a place where real news and activism took place. And, you know, it was a really great medium for that. And now it's just a place filled with trolls and racists and the fact that you also can get banned if you use the term cis is so, because it's hate speech, which is not true. It's just, 
you're ruining it. I just hate you. I hate you yeah. so much. So <laughs> well, luckily he's running it into the ground. So go Elon. Lose more money, you twat. Oh, sorry. I can't either. He's a piece of crap. Well, he's He's... probably he's gone to the Trump school of economics. You know, Trump's the biggest like business failure anyway. I mean, how many times have we bailed him out financially? I mean, he's what declared bankruptcy at least five times. I think so. Like at least, you know, people kind of get this through your brains, especially if you're a Trump supporter and you're listening, which I doubt there are any that have continued to listen at this point. But if there are, yeah. <laughs> look it up, people. Your money has paid to bail his failures out. Like, you know, so yay, Elon. Keep going to that school of uh, uh, school of <laughs> Trump economics and give us back all your billions. People can use it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, you do not have to apologize for <laughs> insulting him or insulting <laughs> Trump or insulting any billionaires, frankly, on this podcast yes so. <laughs> yeah we are not we are not fans I, yes if people that are f- fans of those people listen to this i'm sure they are hate listening and so okay good for you <laughs> thanks for helping our numbers keep listening <laughs> <That's> why, yes <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just I, I doubt any of those are the we have uh for june i do want to give a shout out really quickly and this was a f- first time in our top 10 um and i'm gonna start sharing more of this just as shout outs but for our m- top 10 cities for listeners and this was the first time a city in italy was in our top 10 How and cool. yeah so a couple months ago there was um or yeah, a couple months ago we had uh, Dublin, Ireland was in like was like our number one <laughs> for Very a little cool. bit. Dublin, I'm and I was like, you, man, one of these days uh, I'm coming for you. I want to go see. I'm Dublin. coming for you this Yay. year. I'm coming for you this year, and I <sighs> I still maintain to this day that that was my future husband, Colin Farrell, just listening. Oh, um, <laughs> I know that's not true, but uh, <laughs> but monza lombardi italy so shout out to our new listeners in monza lombardi italy thank you so much for tuning in i love i love all our listeners but i get so excited when you know because a lot of countries listen to us but and um wizard studios which is the uh, network that we're part of is based in the uk so i always understand when there are a lot of uk listeners so with places there but still i get so excited when we get new countries that, that are making so it cool. into italy i'm coming for yeah. you too i want to see italy. <laughs> i always wanted to see italy so we'll have some pasta in your honor <laughs> yes my i wish i could afford to do like a a tour around the world of like our top 10 like overall from the start oh, like wouldn't that be fun 10. Oh my gosh. Do just like someday we'll do like a podcast tour because podcasts do that. And we'll do like live <laughs> episodes in like some of our top 10 cities. If I win the lottery, so. we're doing it, Aaron. If I win the lottery, <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah. If I win the lottery, we're doing it too. If I win the lottery, we're building a studio. We're building a, yeah, we're going yes. <laughs> to <we're, we're> <laughs> have that music podcast spinoff. <laughs> we're going to have a horror oh, podcast so spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, for our final topic, and I don't know, I just kind of, for some reason, just decided I wanted to talk about, um, well, Julian Sands was declared, he, his body was found. Uh, they are listing that he died in January because he had been missing for that amount of time. 
and searchers kept looking and looking and then um, some hikers, I believe, were the ones who came upon his his body. And Julian Sands is was an actor. If you're not familiar with his work, um, he's been in like, let's see, how many, like 155 projects. So, and he had four upcoming, which, you know, but he's known for like A Room with a View, Naked Lunch, uh, warlock, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of different things. And so I just wanted to, this is something we should do more often. And so we'll definitely have to do it. I, I, not that I'm saying I want people to pass away, but <laughs> when someone does to honor their work and to just, you know, if you have a favorite performance from Julian Sands or, you know, this, this wasn't, I will say this, he wasn't like one of my favorite actors in the world, but he was kind of like someone that was just always there like there yeah. even when you forgot he was there so do you have a favorite julian sands performance to know oh, that's a good question he definitely was one of those actors who morphed so well such a great actor and a lot of things he's he did so many things i was looking at his um imbd list and just all the things that he was in leaving las vegas is one that he's not quite known mm -hmm. for but i kind of remember his part in that film which was such a heartbreaking film i also of course the two big ones that i remember are warlock and, and naked lunch was great um and a room with a view so kind of the ones that he's known for are the ones that i remember the most too but he did some turns even on um you know just a lot of great shows he was it was um everything so yeah very sad to hear about that mm -hmm. i wonder have they said what um, have they ever determined what happened did he like fall on his hike or i don't think they have but i'm sure that it probably had something to do with that or maybe he got lost or i don't know but i guess he used to go he was big into nature and doing hikes and stuff so i guess this was something he did yeah. a lot of but but yeah i yeah, it's very, it's very sad. It's very sad because, well, he was still pretty young, really. I mean, I know he was older, but he was still pretty young. He was, um, let's see, how old? So he was born in 1958. So, so I guess, so he was like, I can't do math. <laughs> do the math. He was like 65, 65, I think. I don't know. Something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> apologies. I'm just not, I, I just don't ask me to do math when it's, when it's summer and it's hot out. I hate the summer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too hot. Our little yeah. gothy hearts need to be inside. That's how it works <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> yep. But yeah, he's just, he was one of those that I think he kind of, um, I wouldn't necessarily even call him necessarily a character actor, although I guess you could, but he was someone that just, you when you go through his IMDb profile, it really is shocking how many things he's been in just because he's just kind of been there. He's been such a part of the tapestry of film. And one my and I know Warlock, the movie, has is not like the best movie in the world. But it holds a very soft spot in my heart. The biggest reason actually is Richard E. Grant. But <laughs> but I just, I love him in that movie. I like Richard E. Grant a lot. And Laurie Singer is also in it. And of course, Julian Sands plays the villain. 
he's the warlock and he was in the sequel to warlock as well so he wasn't just in the first one which i never saw the sequel but i love the movie warlock we'll have to cover it sometime on the podcast during one of our horror months horror months but he's he's really good in that he's really creepy and um evil and there's something about his eyes his eyes are so so expressive when he's good and when he's bad. And like we mentioned a hundred billion times on this podcast, if you can't see the character in the eyes, to me, it's not as great of a performance and you can really see the character in his eyes. And he's really creepy, really creepy, great villain. And I really want to watch that movie. I didn't watch it before this. I was going to try because I haven't watched it in years, but I watched that movie so many times when I was young. I've watched that movie an embarrassing number of times for the quality level. I know it's not like the best horror (laughs) movie ever made, but I love it. I also love it because I'm a sap for love stories and I love the little romance between Laurie Singer and Richard E. Grant. And I just think their chemistry is really sweet. And I just, I I adore Richard E. Grant and I I love him so much in that movie. And so it's like, so I just, I love that one, but just rest in peace to Julian Sands. I do want to say, I would highly recommend going to uh, Melanie Linsky's Instagram account and reading her tribute to Julian Sands. It's very beautiful, uh, very heartwarming and really gives you this impression that as an actor, he was very giving and kind and a beautiful artist and a beautiful human being. And I think sometimes we don't always realize that about actors and about any creative person. We don't we don't necessarily know who they are in real life, which we're not, frankly, I don't think we're necessarily we're entitled to because, you know, that's their right, private. Exactly. But I always think it's interesting when you find out later certain things they did and certain things they did that you never knew about because they were just very private. Uh, But I really recommend reading that because it's such a beautiful tribute to, from one actor to another and from one artist to another. So yes. And we will definitely. I love her anyway. She's fantastic. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. She's so good. She's, and I I love her husband too. So (laughs) I love him. He's so funny. And he's such a geek. And and I remember on when he was on Facebook all the time, he used to, he would friend everybody who friended him. And so it was like the coolest thing in the world. I was like, I'm friends with Jason Ritter on Facebook. <laughs> but yeah. Jason Ritter's fantastic too. His show, oh, that show that he had. Um, what was the heck? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. It only lasted like one or two seasons and it was so mm-hmm. freaking cute. And it had such heart. Uh, what the hell was the name of that show? Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to look that up because that, that was yeah. really good. That was really good. And, but yeah, she's, Melanie Linsky is fantastic. And just as a preview next week, we're going to be next Friday, we're going to be talking about um, yellow jackets. So we will definitely be talking nice. about Melanie Linsky a lot in that for sure. Uh, because she's so fantastic. And this, I love her in um, The Last of Us. She is such a scene yeah. stealer in that show. Mm-hmm. And She's that's really hard to do with that cast. So the fact that she pulls that off is a yeah. tribute. So. Yeah, she, she, was good in, uh, she was good in Candy as well, um, which was yes. one of those stories of the Candy Montgomery, which she didn't play Candy Montgomery, but 
that was Jessica Beals. That was Raising Dion. Is that that's the one you're thinking of, right? Raising Dion. Okay. With Jason Ritter. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, um, not Raising Raising Dion. It was um, something about the 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 light heart or something. He. Oh. It was. It's a kind of a long title, and it came out like two or three, about three, four years ago, maybe. I'm gonna have to look that up now. Three or four. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, yes, that was uh, Kevin probably saves the world. Kevin probably saves the world. I love that show. It was quirky. It was fun. It was different. It had it was beautiful heart to it. It had such a great message. It was just fun. I yeah, but of course, in typical TV fashion, it got canceled. Well, yeah, it was. It wasn't. It, it was on ABC. Always be canceling, wasn't it on ABC? ABC. Yeah, and Fox. I think it was. ABC and Fox. They they just oh. have some kind of deal with the world that they're just like, we're just gonna cancel ninety percent of our shows, and that's why it still cracks me up. And I know there are other reasons this happened, but. It still cracks me up that 911, the most successful show that Fox has, that they canceled it and it's going over to ABC. So one network that cancels everything, it moves from That's that network good. to another network that cancels everything. And I mean, I know there are other reasons for that. It got really expensive and all of this, but still, I just it just kind of cracks me up. I don't know. But go back and listen to our episode covering 911. Um. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Danelle, for joining me on this episode where we went all over the place. We were just <laughs> yes, we on did. a journey. I mean that in a good way, but we were on such the journey. So if you want to tell people where they can find you so they can go further into the journey, I don't think that really works, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me as Draven Pearl on, um, well, unfortunately, still Twitter. <laughs> Um, but Instagram and also on um, TikTok. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok as Draven Pearl. Mostly that's where I hang out. This is Erin. Um, remember, you want to follow Fergie, not me. You want to follow Fergie on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. And I want to say... We've had Fergie for four years. We just had the four-year anniversary for Fergie. Yay. She is the biggest clown in the world, and I love her, and I know she's never going to hear this. Because, well, she's hearing it right now, but she, she's a dog, so it's not going <laughs> to But I'm just saying, it's just dogs are so incredible, and I would not have been able to get through the loss of my dog, Schroeder, without Fergie around, so... Just so go give Fergie a, a follow and see her goofy. You can also see some videos of Schroeder on there too, but see her goofball clown antics. She's such a weirdo. And I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> so, my horror loving weirdo. I should show her Warlock. She hasn't seen Warlock before, so I should show her that one since she loves horror movies. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us via our website, it's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there and that'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And while you're there, if you like what you're hearing and you would like to support us monetarily, please consider becoming a Patreon supporter today. 
And also, we are offering a seven-day free trial at the $3 a month level, so you have nothing to lose. You can go there, check the stuff out for seven days. If you like what you hear in the bonus episodes, which I'm sure you will, you can just become a member at the $3 a month level or at the higher. The higher levels, we're not offering the seven-day free trial, but still great stuff. You get bonus episodes. If you're hearing ads in this episode, you don't hear ads over there. You get to help select one bonus episode a month. We are, for this month, we're going to be doing a bonus episode covering um, a Billy Zane movie. So it was a tie between Zoolander and um, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. And I haven't told my Patreon supporters this yet, but they should know this by the time this drops. I decided we're going to do a double feature. So we're going to do an episode covering both of those Billy Zane movies. So you can hear that. You can hear our recent bonus episode covering uh, Single All the Way, the Netflix movie. So we celebrated Christmas in June. We did a Renfield episode. We've done a Cocaine Bear episode. We've done The Menu, Banshees of Sharon, The Winchesters, Notting Hill, an office space commentary track, and a bunch more. Um, and you also, every once in a while, will do drawings and giveaways. We did a bunch of giveaways during our marathon streaming event of just amazing, incredible things. So click the link in our show notes or click support us on our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. And also you can buy us a coffee or head over to our Redbubble store. Or one of the best, greatest things you can do for me and any indie podcaster out there is share our episodes, share our podcast, give us a five-star rating on, on iTunes and Spotify. Let people know you love us. Tell your neighbor, your friends, your cat, your dog, your goldfish because we love your support and love all our listeners and the best way you can help any indie podcast survive in that huge, 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 huge pool of other podcasts is that way. So thank you so much for listening. And on our next episode, on our Friday episode, Danelle will be returning to talk about the great, wonderful musician and composer and just incredible artist who pre-prepared, I may cry during this episode, but we're going to be talking about Trent Reznor on the next episode. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.